Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Angry Officer here. Uh, just want to say it's good to be back. It's been uh, it's probably been about six months since I've recorded an episode, and I've had a lot of people asking me. Um, sorry for the delay, but uh, just need to take a little time off. Um, but here I am. I'm back. So let's just get into it. Um, today I'm going to talk about a couple things, but first of all, I'm going to talk about fear, and uh, you know. You might think to yourself, okay, you've been gone for six months and that's what you want to talk about is fear. But if you stop and consider fear and how much of a uh, huge role or how much of an influence it has on our lives these days and how much fear can control us and how it can be used to control us. I mean, I think if you were to ask me what the common, uh, what the common, theme for the last two years has been, I'm going to say fear, like everything boils down to fear. If you think about it, um, we've had, you know, over the last several years, we've had this, um, assault, if you will, on police officers in the media and they paint this picture that if I would, I would imagine that if you are a a citizen, not a police, not in the law enforcement business, and you're a citizen on the street, particularly in big cities, and particularly if you are a minority, I can see how you would be fearful of the police um, based off of this, in my opinion, not just opinion, I mean, factual false narrative that the media has pushed for the last several years. And this, honestly, if, if we really want to get technical, this thing started back in the era of Obama. Um, got a little better through, you know, through our leadership with President Trump as far as his support of law enforcement. The media, of course, has been relentless. And it's caused fear. It's causing fear. And, and I have some theories on why that is. So that's one thing. Let's look at the last two years. What else has caused fear? Well, we've lived through this pandemic. Of course, the amount of fear that has been generated, I think mostly through the media, is astonishing. Um, we went through, you know, we... we we are basically in a point where you can't watch the news without seeing a death toll or a, you know, amount of people who have been, who have been stricken with this pandemic or this, this virus. It's, it is in our face constantly nonstop. You can't go into a store without a sign saying we, you know, depending on where you live, I live in a pretty conservative community. Thank God. Um, and they're still letting us make some choices here where I live. But I travel to other places. And when I get there, I am amazed at the amount of fear that they've used to control us. And what, honestly, I'm just going to say this. What This isn't going to be the first time you hear me say this. It's not going to be the last. The willingness of the people to fall in line blows me away. And the only thing I can figure is it's out of fear. So 
you go up north, sorry, where I live, I go up to my north, there's a big city, Salt Lake City. You go up there, it's completely different than where I live. Uh, you go south from where I live is, you know, Las Vegas, Nevada, and, and Phoenix, Arizona, and same down there. It's it's just amazing the difference, but it's all based through it's all based out of fear. They put fear in people so much that they're willing to keep their kids at home from going to school, which has had a detrimental impact on our children. By the way, we have been convinced that we should put masks on our kids, even little kids. I've seen videos of teachers singing cute little, you know, cute little elementary type songs in kindergarten about why they should wear their mask and it keeps them safe. Safe from what? That's fear. That's fear-based. You are creating this un... Listen, there's plenty to be fearful of without all of this garbage. Okay? Um, so that's... That's been a theme for the last two years. Prior to that, though, let's take a look of other things that that they've that they want to make us fearful of. You had a president, you had President Trump, who was elected to the surprise of many, not to the surprise of some. And what did they do? When I say they, I'm talking the media. I'm talking. I'm talking politicians from both sides. By the way. Um, they spread this false propaganda about President Trump being this Soviet spy. We know that's all a lie. That was all based off of a lie. We know that now. That's not even in debate. That's not even debatable anymore. I mean, that's come out. Complete fabrication. Yet for four years... What did you see and hear when you turned on the TV on certain news stations? All you heard was Soviet, Soviet spy. He's, he's a Soviet agent. He works for the Soviets. Soviets did this. Soviet. It was ridiculous. Now, do I think that some of that probably has, you know, do I think that the Soviets and other foreign countries who are affected by the United States as the world power probably would would and probably do try to manipulate our elections for sure do i think that it's been happening only for the last four years of course not but that was all fear and what was the point of all that what was the point you have to ask yourself what was the point of all of that why deceive the people i think we need to ask ourselves that when you're talking about all these things whether it's the election of presidents, whether it's the conduct of law enforcement, supposedly, or whether it's this sick, you know, this pandemic that we're facing. By the way, I like to call it scamdemic. I'm going to keep calling it that now, scamdemic. And it, it, listen, it's not that I don't believe that people are getting sick. I know people, people that have been close to me have passed away. I know it's, I know it's a real illness. What I think is a scam is that they've used fear to control us. I think that they've manipulated the numbers. I think that there's a way to actually treat and 
and um, at least lower your chances of getting COVID. This is based off of videos, countless videos that I've watched and articles that I've read from doctors who know what they're talking about, who have had the cojones to stand up and say, this isn't right. And this is why this is not what we should be doing. Um, so this isn't just my opinion. This is based off of lots of it, it, tons of research out there. People, you really should be doing some research. Don't be, don't be, what else, what else have they tried to fear? Let's, let's take a look at climate change. Okay. I am not an anti-climate change person. So those of you who are listening that want to start, you know, throwing names at me, that's fine. Honestly, I don't care. I am not afraid of that huh? fear, right? I'm not afraid of that. I am not a man-made climate change person. I believe there's climate change, but I believe there's been climate change from the beginning of time. I don't believe that man's impact on this on this uh, planet has been substantial enough to cause climate change to change climate change to a degree that we're all going to die in 10 years AOC right and how, why do i think this well there's several reasons why i believe this and i'm going to go off on a little tangent here i'm sorry but i'll come back and again this is all based off of fear in my opinion and then you have to ask yourself why are they trying to make us afraid that we're all going to be dead in 10 years because the seas are the seas rising and you know new york's going to be underwater and and you know all the the you know, let's go on and on of the disasters that, that they think or say are going to happen. But here's, here's why I believe what I believe. One, for me, it starts with God. If you take a look at the world, everything recycles itself in this world, including us. Now, I'm not saying reincarnation, but I'm saying when something dies, it becomes part of the earth. That becomes part of you know, and then a plant grows, that plant eventually dies and the whole cycle begins again. Look at the filtration of our water system. If you were out in the desert and you needed clean water and you were, let's say you're in the Serengeti and there's this disgusting muddy water and you needed to drink it, you know, if you dig a hole next to that water and let the water seep through the soil and dirt into that hole, it cleans and purifies that water to the point where you could drink it it filters the water the the earth acts as a filtration system okay um basically this is my opinion again you can take it or leave it it doesn't matter i'm just speaking as to why i believe what i believe okay everything recycles itself god gave us the ability to create energy through fossil fuels do I think it's good that we've cleaned up our vehicles? 100%. Do I think it's do I think we need to keep our streams and reservoirs clean and our oceans? Hell yeah. I love this planet. I love the outdoors. I love nature. Of course I don't want that stuff ruined. I think we have an obligation to do those things. I am not an anti-clean. I'm not a hey, throw your trash out the window. Matter of fact, if I see you throw your trash out the window, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to give you a citation for littering and there's no, I'm not, there's no leniency there for me because I, I want to live in a clean place. I'm a clean person. 
So it's not that I don't think we have an, an obligation, a moral obligation to keep our planet clean. But what I don't think is that if we don't stop using fossil fuels in the next two years, we're all going to perish in 10. I think that's frankly bullshit. Okay. When I was a kid in the 70s, late 70s into the 80s, we were we were warned that we were going into a global cooling. We were heading for we were heading for an ice age. That's what we were told. We were heading for an ice age. And those dates of of, you know, the end of time is near have come and gone. I don't know how many times in my life I can remember as a kid thinking, "Oh my gosh, so and so predicted that the that the world's going to end this day." And that day would come and go. Later on, when I was a little bit older, teenager, high school, it was the ozone. We are depleting the ozone. In 10 years, we're all going to burn up because there's no more ozone layer. And we are killing it. We've got to, you know, run run for the hills, save yourself. I don't know, become cave people. I'm not sure. But that's what we were told. That's, the, that's, the, that's what we were told back then was uh, Ice Age. And then all of a sudden it became global warming. Um, we're killing our planet through heat and the ice caps are melting. And pretty soon, you know, the eastern seaboard will be underwater, blah, 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 blah. And I can tell you that the very people who push this, this propaganda, you think that they are leaving a bigger carbon footprint on the planet than the normal person like you and probably most of like you and I, most of you and I. Yeah, no, they're living in 15,000 square foot homes and flying jets around the country. And, and they're buying property on the eastern seaboard, right? They really don't think it's going to be underwater. They know it's not. So back full circle, why are they doing that? Why are they creating this fear? You have to ask yourself that. I have my opinions. I have my reasons. Why are they creating this fear? Is it because... Is it because they're such great people that they're just trying to get us to change so so that we don't drown? I mean, my 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 counter to that would be if that were the case. And don't get me wrong, there are people out there who I think have been fooled and believe this wholeheartedly. Many of you, probably that I'm talking to, believe wholeheartedly that we are killing our planet and we're all going to be dead in 12 years, according to, to according to AOC, that loon. Right. If you believe her, man, you need to you need to check yourself. That lady is nuts. Okay. Um, she doesn't believe it. You shouldn't believe it either. And if they did believe it, why are they still buying property in these areas? Why are they still buying coastal houses when they think it's gonna be underwater? They don't it's they know it's BS. Why are they doing this? Um, and my theory is you've got these elitists, Bill Gates. George Soros, the list goes on and on. They're elitists, okay? They think that they are better than you and I because of their, their economic status, because they're extremely wealthy. And they think that this world was here for them and that we're all we're doing, Bill Gates in particular, all we are doing is crowding their planet, okay? And they want to control us. And they want, this is my opinion, they want a one world order. They want to be able to control everything that we do and say and how we live 
and they will control it. They will be on top of the food chain. I mean, that's my theory. Um, there's reasons for me to believe that. I'm not going to go into it all, but just do some research. Do some research on Bill Gates and his and what what involvement he has in these vaccinations that they're pushing right now. Do some research on George Soros and the amount of district attorneys and other politicians that he has backed that are now destroying our cities through their through their ridiculous policies. I've talked about a lot of them. Um, it's there's got to be a reason, right? It's not he doesn't it's not for the greater good. You don't you don't put a district attorney in L.A. Um, or Chicago or New York who who change the laws so that we can't we can't fight crime. And then when and then they decide not to even prosecute certain crime, you can't put those people in there and then turn around and say we're doing it for the minorities that are being systematically hunted and killed by the police. It doesn't make any sense. They're doing the opposite of what they should be doing. We're not getting we're not getting harder on criminals. We're getting easier on criminals. And why? Because it creates fear in our cities because the crime rate goes up. And why do they want to create fear? Because that's how they control us. What other types of fear? And, and let's talk about fear. Again, let's talk about fear a little bit more. Um, is fear bad? Frozen with fear that when I walk out the door, I'm going to catch this disease or this, I'm sorry, this, this virus, this scamdemic, and next thing you know, I'm going to be dead. Could happen. I could also get killed on my motorcycle tomorrow, or I could get shot in the line of duty, or the list goes on and on, right? Meteor, meteorite could fall out of the sky and crush me, whatever. What good does it do for me to worry about those things, right? It's just going to make me not want to leave my house, and that is not a way to live for me. Maybe for you, that's fine. So what other types of fear do we have? We have fear of being called names. Now, I think we need to bring back the old, I don't know if it's a nursery rhyme or whatever, the old saying, sticks and stones may break your bones, but names will never hurt you. We need to bring that back, okay? You can call me whatever the hell you want to call me. I Trust me when I tell you, I have been called everything that you can think of and then some. And if I were, if I were, if I were bound by fear, I would have quit this job that I do a long time ago. If every time somebody told me they thought I was a piece of garbage or they were going to do this awful thing to me and or my family, by the way, I would have quit a long time ago. That's not in my DNA. Sorry. Um, that's, I'm, the not, I'm the wrong guy for that. It doesn't scare me. You can call me. What else? What, what do I mean by fear of being called names? Right now in this society that we live in, if you stand up and say something as controversial, which it should, it's not controversial. They've made it controversial, by the way. But if you stand up and say something like, we need to secure our border, you're going to be called a racist. Okay? has nothing to do with race. Zero. But that's what you're going to be called. And so nobody wants to be called a racist. I've been called lots of things. I don't, I don't like to be called a racist. I just know I'm not a racist. So you can call me that. It doesn't particularly hurt me because I know it's 100% not true. 
Um, I would risk my life. I do risk my life every single day for every single race and gender. There's only two. Oop. What did I just say? Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Please don't anybody call me a homophobe. I just said there's two genders. Oh my goodness. How did I, what did I do? Well, hold, hang on. Wait. Yes, I said it. There's two genders, male and female. Sorry. There's not a third or a fourth or a hundred like people want you to think. And most of us realize that. And most of us believe the same thing. Yet, why do we not speak out against this falsehood or this false narrative that they've pushed? Because we don't want to be called a homophobe. Well, guess what? I don't care. You can call me a homophobe. I'm not a homophobe. I know plenty of people who are homosexual. And I love plenty of people who are homosexual. You can call me that. I don't care. It's not true. Okay? That doesn't change the fact that there's two genders. It doesn't work for me. Fear. I don't, yeah. I deal with fear every single day. Listen, when you strap a when you strap a ballistic vest on your chest to go to work and you put a gun on your side to go to work and you carry lots of rounds of ammunition to go to work, you realize that you are preparing for battle every single day. And trust me when I tell you that if that if I was the type of person that was going to be um, that was going to be frozen with fear, I would never have done this job or I wouldn't have kept this job. There are other things that scare me way more than that, just so you know. And I'll tell you what probably one of the things that scare me more than anything is the reason why I'm talking about these things that I'm talking about. What scares me more than going out and getting in a gun battle is my children and grandchildren growing up in a society that is not free. That scares me more. To lose the freedoms that we have been fighting for for a couple hundred years now, that scares me more than putting on a vest and preparing for battle every single day for the last 17 plus years. Okay? That scares me more. And frankly, it bothers me to my core that it doesn't that it doesn't scare more people out there you should not be afraid that you're going to drown of global warming cuz the seas rising in the next 10 years as much as you should be afraid that they are constantly trying to take away your freedom you should not be afraid that you're going to catch a scamdemic listen you should take priorities if you're afraid wear a mask i'm okay with that just don't make me do it if you're afraid and you want to get this this experimental vaccine Go ahead and do it. That is your choice. I'm not afraid of not doing that. That's my choice not to. Don't make me do it. Okay? But what you really should be afraid of is the freedoms that we are losing that they're trying to take away every single day. I mean, think about this. This just blows my mind. I have a family member whom I love that I look up to. She's one of the greatest people in this world, okay? She works in a hospital. She tells me that because she has decided not to get vaccinated, she has to wear a certain color of badge at her hospital. Are you shitting me right now? So you're telling me that the people that are vaccinated get to get a badge and the people that are unvaccinated have to wear a certain color badge? Does this sound familiar to anybody that knows anything about history? And why does this not scare the hell out of everybody out there? Listen, 
Fear can be good and fear can be bad. If fear makes you stop in your tracks and freeze, that's probably that's probably bad. We, in my business, we call that code black. If you go code black when you have to deal with a man with a gun, you should not be a policeman, okay? You need to find a new job. There's a fight or flight. Um, if if you are ridden, if you are so fearful that you just can't move and you can't leave your house and you can't speak the truth and you can't do these things, you need to learn to you <coughs> excuse me, you need to learn to deal with your fear, okay? People that are people that go into battle are not without fear. They have just learned to deal with their fear. Fear is a good thing. Fear can be a good thing if you let it. Fear can keep you alive. Okay. Fear can keep you alive, but wow, we're okay with that. We're okay with half of our society wearing a badge that tells us, first of all, the interesting thing about that whole situation is go into a hospital when your loved one is there and ask a nurse or doctor if they can give you an update on their, on their medical condition and see what happens. Okay. If there, if the papers haven't been signed and the release of that information hasn't been signed and, and given by the patient, you are not going to get that information. Okay. It's called, that's, that's protected by HIPAA. Yet we want our half our people to walk around with a badge on them that says, Hey, look at me. I haven't been vaccinated so that they can be ridiculed so they can be looked down on so they can be so they can people can yell at them and say, why are you trying to kill us all? Which is total hogwash, by the way. Oh, my goodness. All right. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to take a, a small break and then I'll be right back and we're going to continue on this. And there's a couple other things I want to talk about as well. So I'll be right back. All right. All right. We're back. We're talking about fear. And, you know, when I when I first started this podcast and I was thinking about what am I going to do my next podcast on? And I kept thinking, well, you know, maybe I need to do it on fear because it seems like that's this common thing that's been happening for so long and seems like that to me is sort of the root of of control over us you know but i kind of thought how am i going to talk for how am i going to talk for 20 30 minutes about fear and now here i am 30 minutes into this thing and my 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 idea was that i was going to move on to another subject but quite frankly i still have more to say about this so let's get back to fear and talking about what what how fear can be good and how fear can be bad. And I'm just going to talk about some personal experiences of mine. When I was younger, you know, I think I had a lot of fear. It wasn't the typical fear though like you would think for me. For me I was more fearful of being judged. Um I think I was more fearful of what people thought about me. This was long before I became a police officer. Um I, you know, I'm not sure why I had those fears. I have some theories. I'm not going to get into those. Those are probably, that's probably a little more personal than what I'm going to get on this. But, uh, but I think it, it kept me from doing a lot of things that I probably would have done. If I could go back now, people, you know, you know, people always say, if you could go back and do, you know, things would be a lot different for me and I would be a different person if I could go back, the, you know, and have the mindset that I have now, because now I care a lot less about those things. Now, I'm not going to say that I don't care at all about them. Um, I, I, I only care what people think about me if I love those, if, if it's people that I love and people that I respect. Um, I don't care what people think about me if it's somebody that I don't have, you know, that I don't know and, and that I don't love and respect. <clears throat> of course, I want my family and I want my 
peers that I respect to think highly of me. Um, however, I am not frozen by fear if or fear of what do they think and what if they don't think this or what if they don't think that. You know, I, that's that's their problem, quite honestly. What others think of you is their problem and none of your business. There's different types of fears and, and we're all afraid of different things. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do, I'm going to say this and I've probably said it before. I'm going to say it again. If you're a police officer and you're listening to this, please do not let the fear of your respected administrations, cities, towns, municipality, whatever states, um, disagree with your fundamental beliefs to the point where you are going to do something that you don't agree with or that you don't think you should be doing. A good example of this, I'm going to use Australia right now. I'm going to pick on Australia. This place is in this place is a mess. It's a mess. And every time I see these police officers in Australia, now granted they have a different they have a different system than we do. However, last I checked, they were still supposed to be a free country. Um, and freedom isn't something that is given to you by a government, by the way. It's something that everybody deserves, and it's your God-given right to be free, in my opinion. So if you're a police officer in Australia and you are told, hey, you need to remove that guy right there who will not, uh, you know, who, who come into the school board or who came into the city council chamber and is not is not doing what they want him to do, or maybe he's saying something that they don't agree with, or he's questioning their all, you know, they think that they have all the authority and they're questioning that and you're told to remove him. And so you are going to drag, physically drag him out of there um, and then arrest him for disorderly or interfering or whatever. You need to rethink your oath, okay? Because we didn't take an oath to obey our leaders. It's not what our oath says. Our oath says we will uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States. And the last time I checked, correct me if I'm wrong, please. The last time I checked, we still have a First Amendment in this country. Now, I get it. There's rules. There's time and place. I get all that. I understand all of that. Okay? But don't let a don't let the rules of a city council, as an example, have a council or a school board or some small organization who's made rules that would suppress your First Amendment to speech, and they're going to use the police to, um, to carry out that infringement on your First Amendment right. As a policeman, I just am asking other policemen, please do not let them use you, okay? Do not let them use you. And why do we let them use us? You guessed it, fear. Fear of you're going to get reprimanded from your, from your bosses. Fear of you're going to lose your job. And listen, I get it. It would suck to lose my job. That's how I, that's how I help feed my family. However, there are worse things that could happen for me. I'm a person of principle, right? I stand on principle. So for me... Um, I think I would just assume keep my dignity and, and they can go, you know, I'll find it. You know, I'm in a unique position because I didn't become a law enforcement officer until I was 35. I know how to make a living in other ways. I've done it. 
So maybe I'm ha- maybe I have less fear when it comes to that. It would suck. It would put a damper on my lifestyle for sure. But you know what? I'd figure it out. Do not let them use us, please. That is not what we're here for. We are not their pawns to co-carry out their agendas that are un that are unconstitutional. We have the ability to make that just decision. Just because somebody's given you an order does not mean that you have to carry out that order if it if it violates our oath. I love law enforcement and I will stand up and defend most police officers and most law I will defend them. It it pains me when I have to when I watch a video of a police officer and they say he's done something wrong and I watch that video and I'm like, wow, yeah, I don't know why he did that. It hurts me to admit that. I'm not gonna lie. Um, because I this profession that I'm in is honorable and these men and women are heroes in my opinion. Um, and so those of you out there listening who are not law enforcement, we're human. We are trying to navigate through this world just like you. Couple couple things I want to bring up while we're talking about fear and and the reason for this fear and what their agenda is. Those of you who don't know who Robert F or excuse me, Robert Kennedy Jr. is. Um, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about this man. He's, and I, I don't know a ton about him. I'll tell you where I first started to kind of see some of his teachings and some of the things that he had to say was on a, a an episode. This is going to be a, a, a plug, I guess, because I really love it. And I Everybody I come in contact, I, I encourage them to get this program. But um, Tucker Carlson tonight, excuse me, today, if you don't have the ability to watch that, you really should think about it. If it's 4 or $5 a month to get Fox Nation, that's where it's aired, to be able to watch Tucker Carlson. If nothing else, they have other good, great programs on there. But if nothing else, to be able to watch Tucker Carlson today, I hi- highly encourage you and recommend you do that. If you care and if you want to know what's going on. Because he has people on this show um, and he talks to them in depth. And these are people who are speaking out against this this fear that you know this fear that they're putting out there and they're telling the truth and they're doing it out of they're honestly these people are brave because they are doing it um knowing that that it's it's probably going to hurt their career it could end their career yet they're doing it anyway because they believe it's the right thing to do robert f kennedy jr he's an american environmental lawyer he's an author conspiracy theorist this is i'm reading this from uh Basically from, I think it's Wikipedia. (laughs) I think it's funny that they say he's a conspiracy theorist and anti-vaccine advocate. Kennedy is the son of Senator U.S. US Senator Robert F. Kennedy and a a nephew of President John F. Kennedy. Um, You can call him a conspiracy theorist if you want. I I call him somebody who speaks the truth. I watched this program on Tucker Carlson and I was pretty impressed with this guy and the things that he had to say. And quite honestly, I didn't know much about him before that. Um, he's also on uh, uh, Joe Rogan's program. I haven't listened to that one yet. I'm going to. I, I'm actually very excited to see to hear that and see what he has to say. But he he has this um, he has this. This is what he had to say about fear. I'm going to play this for you. Give me a second. I'm going to pull this up because I want you to hear this. This goes right along with what we were talking about here. So this is this is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And this is what he has to say about fear. Five years ago, Herman Gehring testified at the Nuremberg trial, and he was asked, how did you make the German people 
go along with all this. And he said, it's an easy thing. The only thing a government needs to make people into slaves is fear. You can do this in a Nazi regime. You can do it in a socialist regime. You can do it in a communist regime. You can do it in a monarchy and a democracy. Okay, hopefully you can hear that. The only thing the government needs is fear. He's so right, though, if you think about it, right? Fear. The things that you can do, the things you can get people to do and go along with out of fear is just unbelievable to me. It's amazing. I'm going to talk real quick now about the Nuremberg trials. Hopefully you could hear what he said, and he basically talked about the Nuremberg trials. I'm going to read this. This is about the Nuremberg Code, and it's just kind of a brief thing on the Nuremberg trials. So, the judgment by the war crimes tribunal at the Nuremberg laid down 10 standards to which physicians must conform when carrying out experiments on human subjects in a, in a new code that is now acceptable worldwide. The judgment established a new standard of ethical, ethical medical behavior for the post-World War II human rights era. Among other requirements, this document enunciates the requirements of voluntary informed consent of the human subject. The principle of voluntary informed consent protects the right of the individual to control his own body. Here's the number one principle. I'm going to read it. The voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. This means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent, should be, should be so situated as to be able to exercise the free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching or other ulterior form of constraint or coercion and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightening decision, enlightened decision. This latter element requires that before the acceptance of an affirmative decision by the experimental subject, there should be made known to him the nature, duration, and process or excuse me, purpose of the experiment, the method and means by which it is to be conducted, all inconveniences and hazards reasonably to be expected, and the effects upon his health or person which may be possible which may possibly come from his participation in this experiment. The duty and responsibility for assert, ascertaining the quality of the consent rests upon each individual who initiates, directs, or engages in the experiment. It is a personal duty and responsibility which may not be delegated to another with impunity. Why am I talking about this? This, is, this goes back to the demonization of people who choose not to get vaccination. This goes back to the demonization of people who choose not to obey this mask mandate. Okay. Both of these things are so, unconst so unconstitutional, it's just not even funny. If you don't think it's unconstitutional, if you question that, then you should look at the Supreme Court's finding on these, on these, um, these vaccine mandates for private companies. It's been shot down. They said this is unconstitutional. You can't do it. Um, yet how many nurses and how many police officers and first responders, how many of them have lost their jobs because they chose not to get a vaccination that many doctors will tell you very much is an experiment. It is an experimental thing. Okay. We just read that code. 
Um, do you think there's being, do you think people are being coerced in any way, shape or form to get this, this, uh, this vaccination? I mean, if you don't, then you need to turn on the news or you need to walk into a grocery store in an area that requires a vaccine or a mask and go in there without your vaccine card or go in there without your mask and see what happens. Um, where I live, I can do that. I do that every single day. And most of the people around me are fine with it. At least they don't say anything to me. Before, in our first wave of this stuff, we had a grocery store here in town that had all the signage, you know, put on a mask, blah, blah, blah. Had the man sitting at the front with masks and with sanit with hand sanitizer, you know, to disinfect everything, to keep us safe, right? Well, I choose not to do those things. I went in there without my mask and I had a lady just glare at me and shaking her head. And she was so disgusted with me. And you know what? Too bad. That's her problem. I just, you know, I just looked at her and kind of grinned and probably had some things to say under my breath. But I don't care. Her ridicule, I don't care. In my opinion, if she wants to wear a mask to protect herself, I'm perfectly fine with that. But I'm not doing it unless I have to. Now, I've been in plenty of places where I've had, where I'd put on a mask because quite frankly, if I want to stay in that business, I have to put on a mask. And as a police officer, I realize that businesses have the, they have the right to say, this is what, these are the rules in our store. These are the rules and you have to obey them. And that's fine. I get that. I'm going to go back to the Fox thing. One thing I forgot to mention, if you're a law enforcement officer and you're listening to this, Fox Nation will give you a free subscription for a year. Get it, please. There is some great information in there. There's a bunch of doctors that he talks to that are being frank and being honest. And they're telling the truth about this thing that we're all dealing with, this scandemic. Okay. They'll give you sources. They'll cite, they'll cite, um, they'll cite statistics. They'll cite, they'll cite trials that have been done they give you real data or they'll give you the 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 ability to look it up for yourself but think of one thing when you see Fauci go on tv or you see the other people going when's the last time you saw them refer to data when's the last time they you saw them actually refer to to actual statistics real numbers not made up numbers you haven't because he doesn't do that Everything that he's done is propaganda. It's all propaganda. And it's all to make you fearful to fall in line and to obey and to let them take away your freedom. The other thing, too, that I want to say about this is fear is working in a high school setting. I can tell you that these kids are fearful of a lot of things. And they are not learning how to deal with their anxiety and their fear. I had fear and anxiety when I was in school. I just... I think in a, in a time when I grew up, we were forced to deal with those things a little bit more than what we are now. We're pretty, we're, we're pretty, uh, we, we, we're coddling our kids. And I, listen, I've been on plenty of teen suicides and I pray that I never go on another one. You want to talk about fear? That's something that scares me. I've been on too many. I don't want to go on another one. So I'm very sensitive and I'm very, um, you know, that, that's the last thing I ever want to have to go on or any of my any of my friends or family, I never want them. You know, when I say friends, I'm talking my coworkers. I, I know them that have, I know plenty of them who have gone on some horrible, horrible suicidal, you know, situations. And a lot of them are teens. So I get that. I get that. But 
we've got to we've got to teach them to deal with these this fear and this anxiety and why has it been so bad the last two years oh, the only thing i can tell you is you know i'm a critical thinker i look around i see what's going on around me and then i and then i come up with some some theories i guess based off of the things that i see with my own eyes not what i'm being told but what i see and i'm telling you that locking your kids at home not letting them go to school, not letting them socialize, making them fearful to go out in the world that they're going to catch some disease or some sickness and die when the facts show that a teenager is way more, way more likely to die in a car accident than they are to die of COVID. Way more likely, yet we let our kids get driver's licenses, right? We just teach them to wear seatbelts and we teach them to protect themselves as much as they can. And we teach them to, that's why I go out, that's why I write tickets to kids. I want them to, I'm trying to correct that behavior so that they don't get hurt. Because again, just like the suicide thing, I don't want to go on another team that was killed in a car accident. I've been on enough. I don't want to go on anymore. But we have to teach them to deal with this fear. And we have to, we have to teach them the truth. You know, my daughter, I have a, I'm going to close here, but I just got to tell one more thing that I think is important is, you know, I have a daughter. She's a teenager. She works at a local food restaurant and she was just told by her employer that she has to either be vaccinated or she needs to test once a week and wear a mask everywhere she, every, whenever she's at work and my answer to her was oh hell no you will not get vaccinated as long as i have a say and you still live in my house and you're a teenager you are not getting vaccinated hell no hell to no okay it ain't gonna happen and the fact that they're trying require trying to require her to do that is absolutely ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Well, anyway, that's going to be it. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut this down. I'm gonna keep rambling on about fear. Next time, I think I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do it my own or the next episode is going to be on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and that in that situation. I think there's a lot of good things to be talked about there, and I want to I want to shed some light and some facts on how that process works or should work. And, and what I think about that whole thing. So please tune in next time. As always, be brave. Uh, don't be afraid to stand up for what you think is right.